Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, there's plenty to complain about. And, and look, we didn't have an easy winter. It was a La Nina winter. Cool phase in the Pacific, cooler equatorial ocean water in the Pacific, which tends to correlate with chillier winters here. And the Weather Service predicted that months ago. Colder than average. Snow could go either way. But uh, that forecast actually turned out to be okay. And, yeah, it was the coldest winter in eight years. But there were some things about last winter that I wanted to share with you that Kenny Blumenfeld, Professor Kenny Blumenfeld, uh, Senior Climatologist, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the State Climatology Office. That's a big title. Hey, Kenny, welcome back. Well, we we just inflate our titles here, you know, but uh, good to be back, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. You had, we always have great insight into the winter, and my perception was it it was a breezy and unusually windy winter, but you apparently did some research and made a surprising discovery, right? Yeah, well, we were starting to hear this, and it's been one of these hard questions to answer for a long time. People are, oh, is it getting windier? Is it really windy? And, you know, you, you know from being in the business, that perception is, is it can be really difficult because yeah. it always seems like something is worse or more common now. But when we looked at it, we just started, you know, cutting through the data. And first of all, we found, you know, this winter, we had a 60-mile-an-hour wind gust during February at the Twin Cities Airport, and that yeah. was a first. Yep. And we've had since December a number of, I think, three or four different 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts. And then we had uh, over, I think, a dozen or so 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts. And we were up, (laughs) when you count all of the days with 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts, it's almost half the winter. Wow. Yeah, I think think it's 46. 46. Half half the winter. So basically every other day we're seeing a wind gust of 30 miles an hour or greater. And this isn't just in the Twin Cities. This was pretty much across the state. and It is even gustier out in western Minnesota. And then when we look backwards, we just don't see any winter that, that matches this at all. And we can go back about 50 years with reasonable confidence, and we just don't see anything even close. The, the closest year was a few years earlier, 2019, where we had 32 of those days, which is a lot, a lot of 30-mile-an-hour winds, but we hadn't seen, you know, basically every other day. That's, cr- that's crazy. So the gustiest winter 
in 49 years since records were started? What back yeah. in the what early 70s? When, when right. Did, okay. Yeah, we could go back. We could go back farther, but the anemometer, the the wind measurement mm-hmm. sensor, was at all kinds of different heights and in different places, and it's, and we just don't have a reliable record. But going back to 73, it's been in pretty much the same general location, and, and maybe not always at the exact same height, but close enough. Um, and, yeah, we just don't see anything like it. Wow. Um, yeah, real windy. And March, it, it continues. I think we've had already eight days with 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts this March, too. So it's just a windy old time. Kenny, you, you had me at anemometer. And and you said it correctly too. I'm I'm impressed. You, you should well, say it correctly. Hey, and and those temperature uh, the winds are are basically a reflection of the temperature gradient. The ups and downs. The, the faster the temperatures change, the stronger the winds have to blow. So it, it really was a reflection of this parade, nonstop parade of crazy clippers. And the roller coaster effect, I don't know if there's a term for this, but the ups and downs temperature-wise, that was also unusual this winter, right? Yeah, it was. It, it was not quite as outstanding as the gusty winds, but we, are, we find kind of a top five winter uh, going back even farther. We can push that back into the 30s in the Twin Cities. Basically a top five winter for the, the amount of change that we had from day to day. Uh, and, you know, just the... There's a lot of different ways you could look at it. How much did the temperature go up or down from one day to the next? Or what was the total temperature change, you know, going from low to high or from high to low from one day to the next? This was one of the tops. And January in particular was quite changeable. That was actually kind of a record month for us for how changeable it was. It was truly a roller coaster. Lots of, you know, warm and then cold and then warm again and then you'd fall off the cliff. And you're right about that. That's uh, that, Those changes always come on the winds. And so uh, we've got the winds and the temperature changes at the same time. And not to be forgotten, when you have all that wind, you know, out in western Minnesota, that means whiteouts. Yeah. So this is oh, a yeah. winter of whiteouts in the Red River Valley. They had a record number of blizzard warnings in that region. Talk a little bit about snow in March. When I got here in 83, March was the, I think it was the snowiest month of the year. The latest 30-year averages, I think March is, what, fourth snowiest? We still get snow, but it seems to melt faster. It doesn't seem like snow in March is as big a deal now as it was 30, 40 years ago. Am I, am I right about that or not? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think lots of kids learned, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, uh, we, we all learned that... Uh, March was the snowiest month, and it was, uh, it, it, and, it, and it was only getting snowier at the time. But since then, it's really slid, and it's now, you're right, the fourth snowiest month on average across the state. Some areas, um, you know, it's number three still, but for the most part, it's number four, and it's been replaced by February, which used to be right at the bottom of all the main kind of winter months. February was always the one that you couldn't count on for anything exciting, and now it's really started turning out winter storms in recent years and big snowfall events, and March has kind of slid into, you know, it's probably because we're losing some of that, uh, some of that snowfall to rain as, as the winter temperatures increase, uh, right. more, more rainy days in March, but, the, but before you jump to that, you know, cling on to that conclusion, you still got April which has also emerged as a much snowier month in, in recent decades. God help me, yeah. What was it, 2018, when we had these two blockbuster snowstorms back-to-back in mid-March? Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. That was nuts. 
So yeah. uh, time for two quick questions. One, the drought. It seems like Noah is predicting some recovery from the drought, continued improvement for most of Minnesota and Wisconsin, but just to our west, really the western half of America, the drought is forecast to persist. What what do you tell people when they ask you about what what can we expect for farming, for water in our lakes? Uh, what what's your spidey sense, Kenny? Yeah, I thanks. I good observation. I tell people right now. Uh, we're probably, we shouldn't be too comfortable. Certainly don't crack open the champagne bottles just yet. It is, uh, we did make huge recoveries in the fall, and so there's no technical drought in the western half or so of Minnesota. That's great. Technically, there's no drought. But we do, we are surrounded by drought in other areas. If you zoom out from Minnesota, basically the entire western half of the country, west of the Mississippi River, is in some kind of drought already. And the Predictions for the next couple months look pretty good from NOAA. At least they don't have any kind of dire, uh, you know, drying out. But if you look at, they just released yesterday their longer-range forecasts. And if you look at what they have for June, July, and August, they actually have us with a greater-than-normal likelihood of being warm and a greater-than-normal likelihood of being dry. And that doesn't bode well. So I guess what I've been telling folks, especially the farmers, is just hope, you know, <laughs> we need rain for the next, you know, we need to be average to slightly above average for the early growing season, and hopefully it's kind of distributed well and not all coming at once. You know, uh, early growing season, getting that half inch to an inch every uh, every week or so is kind of a nice diet from April into June. And if we can do that, that would that would give us some resilience against, uh, you know, if, if dry conditions do emerge again later in the summer. And the other thing, by the way, um, Kenny Blumenfeld, senior climatologist for the state of Minnesota, joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. The other thing that goes through my mind, even if we don't have a drought, and, and we have decent weather, adequate precipitation this summer, if the West is in severe extreme drought and parts of the West are on fire perpetually, which it seems like that's more and more of a deal every summer, that that smoke drifts over Minnesota. So part of me wonders, you know, are we going to have another summer with air quality issues because there's drought just to our west? I guess there's no way to answer that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right, though. We're really hoping that the, the west doesn't just burst into flames again because that, that wasn't good for us. And right now that writing isn't necessarily on the wall just yet. I mean, they got... Decent precipitation over the winter. They brought themselves down in many cases, one to three drought categories. So we're in a better situation than we were last spring. But yeah, I mean, we're moving into their dry season. It's always odd. Our wet season is their dry season, right. and so we're we do have to watch out. And, and you know, we're lucky because all we need is that southerly wind, and we get the air coming off of the Gulf of Mexico, and we can get we can get watered pretty good when that happens. But out west, they really are far from those moisture sources. Yep. They, they, they need it in the winter time. Absolutely. Speaking of water, uh, the potential for river flooding it seems to be pretty low. I mean, this is kind of a a perfect situation. Gradual melting of the snowpack we had. Uh, the ground is still frozen. If we were to get heavy rain in the next couple of weeks, that could change the equation. Red River Valley still a potential for major flooding. But, you know, for most of the Minnesota River, uh, the Mississippi here, you know, most of central and southern Minnesota, looks like we might be okay this spring, right? 
That, that's what we're hearing from all the, the kind of predictive hydrologists out at the Weather Service and, and in other areas, that for the most part, it's, it's, we're in pretty good shape, or at least normal shape. The flooding that we do expect in the Red River Valley is not unusual, right? And you always have to remember, that's an area that floods easily, and they've been through a lot, and they've built up a lot to kind of protect themselves. And they're not looking at anything cataclysmic, barring, as you mentioned, you know, a real big soaker in the next few weeks that, that kind of adds some, some insult to injury. But, yeah, what we're hearing mostly is that, it's, we're, you know, everything's been pretty average hydrologically through the winter. Uh, the one area where I'd say there's actually an exception is southwest Minnesota, where they, they've really been kind of snow-starved for the last six weeks, and they don't have much. So we're watching them. And then some of our neighbors off to the southeast, it's just a whole other world. If you go into Wisconsin and especially Illinois and eastern Iowa, they're, they're running 200 300% precipitation surpluses in that wow. area. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Kenny Blumenfeld, Professor Kenny Blumenfeld, Senior Climatologist for the State of Minnesota. Thank you for your perspective and keep us posted. Gustiest winter in 49 years. You heard it first right here on CCO. Thank you, Kenny. Good talking with you, Paul. Thank good, you. Good talking with you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.